0: always joined by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how are you?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. Um, yeah, I got to see some friends this weekend, which was nice. I haven't seen them in like, I don't know, three or four months. It's like quarantine started, if not past that. So it was nice to see them. I've uh, been playing some Paper Mario 1000 Year Door on stream. I just got to the Moon Base chapter seven today, just before this actually. And uh, yeah, everything's pretty good
0: awesome well we have a special guest for this episode as well our our two-man booth is a three-man commentary booth this week we got rod lloyd managing editor of zelda dungeon uh you're crossing the lines to come talk about metroid rod it's good to have you on the show
2: oh thank you i think i think metroid has a better track record than zelda anyway
0: (laughs) Ooh, wow that's a spicy take that uh we we might make we might want to make sure that nobody over at zelda dungeon higher up hears that uh Although, you eh. might actually be right, considering... Yeah, um, I mean, the highest
2: a- the highest Metroid highs are better than... Or the the highest Zelda highs are better than the highest Metroid highs, but as a whole, Metroid has better, you know?
0: I, I think I could agree with that. The lowest Zelda lows are far lower, I think, than the lowest Metroid lows. I think Dak would disagree with that, but I think yeah. I would stay true to that.
2: I, I, I'm i with you on that.
0: Um, This was a busy week for us over on the, Zel- the Zelda side of things. We had... Lots of stuff going on, but, uh, you know, that's uh, that's over on the other the other show. We're here to talk some Metroid today. Um, Dak, you were mentioning that you were playing uh, Paper Mario. I want to give a quick little shout-out, if I may. Okay. Dude, I've been playing Pikmin, so Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2 on the GameCube. These games are so fun. They're I, excellent, I, dude. Oh, dude, I, I haven't played them since, like, they came out. So I, I was firing it up, and I was playing Pikmin One. I was like, "This is a blast!" I'm playing through Pikmin Two right now. It actually almost reminds me of Zelda in a way that, like, you have these little dungeons hidden on the overworld where you drop in with your Pikmin, and like, oh dude, it's it's so much fun! And like, I am absolutely psyched for Pikmin Three to come out in October because I never played it on the Wii U. Oh so man, like, you
2: need a, that one. It's it, it's excellent. You need oh, to play it.
0: I, I I can't wait. I like I, I cannot wait. For that game. It's gonna be so good. I just wanted to give a shout out to Pikmin. That's another uh you know, Metroid and Pikmin, I feel like almost have a kinship because those are one of those some of those Nintendo series that are, you know, far far too underrepresented. So the
2: Nintendo Space Games.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. shared universe. Uh so yeah, shout out to my boys Olimer, Louie, and uh the rest of the gang there have been been enjoying those Pikmin games a lot. Uh we have a good show for you today. We are going to get into Metroid's, and uh, you might say that every week we talk Metroid, but we're talking about the creatures of Metroid specifically, and how we want to see them implemented in future games. But before we get there, we should probably talk about the latest news out of Retro Studios. uh I, You know, before we even get there, Dak, I had some crazy feedback for our Retro Studios episode last week. Did you? Did you get a lot of good response like I did on that?
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people enjoyed that, and reached out to say that like, wow, that was so crazy. That was awesome. I didn't know this. Um, I put out that tweet on the account asking people like, what was, what do you think was the craziest part of the story? A lot of people like, oh, it had to have been the, the porn site, the pool parties, <laughs> the lawsuit. Uh, there's almost too many good things in that story to really name. Uh, and you can go through the mentions of that, but yeah, it was really nice to see everyone enjoyed that. I, I like going through those, like, it was like history, like, you know, kind of episodes, you know, retelling a story and i thought it was really you know cool to get a refresher on how it went and i'm glad that we got to introduce people to a pretty wacky and unbelievable story about one of the best games ever made and the studio behind it so yeah there was a lot of good feedback from that episode
0: you know one thing that i forgot actually was our buddy ryan uh the webmaster of metro database he actually lives in austin so he's like he's within you know a pretty decent distance to retro studios headquarters, and he was telling me that he's been there before and stuff like that so uh i was telling him that he might have to to make room for for two guys to come down and take a tour of that place um but yeah so retro studios this week announced the new hiring of let me get his name here uh dylan jobe and he is uh he's quite he has a quite celebrated resume here he's worked on he's worked on doom he's worked on call of duty he won a bafta award um, he is coming in in one of the leadership positions in retro. Very very exciting. It, it just seems that you know we we've said it over and over again, but man, it just seems like they really are assembling like the cream of the crop to make this game.
1: Yeah, it looks really hype. Actually, apparently he had been hired by retro back in like June or July because if you go back to his Twitter, he like posts like hey, we're recruiting. we're looking for people at, you know referencing retro as in we. I think just recently, you know, news outlets like, oh, wait, this is this happened. Let's report on it. Um, But, yeah, it's really cool. The guy has has a ton of different games under his belt, a lot of pedigree stuff. And I'm excited because a lot of the games he's worked on are not only good games, but are often multiplayer oriented or have multiplayer uh, features or just a whole multiplayer suite available, especially Call of Duty, obviously. So that gets me excited for Prime 4. I really hope there's multiplayer involved. But other than that, uh, you know, still someone you'd want on your team, has a lot of experience and uh, a lot of a lot to show for, you know, working on previously, you know, well-received games. So this lo- seems like another good pickup.
0: Yeah, totally. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, Dak, because actually, Rod, I wanted to ask you, since uh, you're guesting on the show this week. Hello. Um, Dak and I have kind of had like differing opinions on multiplayer before in metroid and, and stuff like that what what would you think about metroid possibly have or metroid prime 4 specifically probably or possibly having multiplayer in it would you think would you be for that would you be against that indifferent
2: uh i wouldn't play it <laughs> even if it was there to be honest um i remember in echoes when like it was the split screen multiplayer like we try it and it wasn't fun so we just stopped doing it um I think because Metroid is such an isolated experience, at least to me, that's what Metroid should be, uh it, if multiplayer was going to be introduced, it should be like the multiplayer elements that you would see in a Dark Souls game. Where maybe you see passers by doing like or like you can leave messages behind for other players, but you know, players don't actually interact with each other.
0: Hmm. Okay, so you're you're almost kind of on the same page as me. Dak, I was kind of thinking about some ideas because like we we had our big debate on the Prime Hunters concept and like whether we'd want it to come back or not. I'm I think I'm kind of a different, but I was also thinking like what ways would multiplayer be there that I would really like because I knew that you were really hyped about like the possibility of like kind of like the death matches a more standard, let's say, first-person shooter multiplayer. Um, so that's, you know, something that, maybe that's something that we can address down the line, but yeah, it's a very exciting hire. Nonetheless, um, if multiplayer is included, there'd probably be a lot of people that are really hyped for that. If it's not, then you know what, that's okay by me. Um, so yeah, really, really hoping that, you know, we're finally ready to see something sometime soon. And at the rate Nintendo is going, they could drop it literally any day without warning. So (laughs) I guess we're going to have to stay on our toes for that. Um, Let's get into today's episode here and talk about some Metroids themselves. Dak, you were, uh, you were streaming not that long ago, and, and one of your viewers kind of suggested this topic. Uh, do you want to walk us through that?
1: Yeah, there were a bunch of people in chat throughout you know, these past few streams. You know, Pretty often, actually, that have suggested some topics. I want to say it was either D-Tracy or Quaid or Duminimal. Our uh, Duminal. jeez, I always mess it up. One of those three. I always do too. Uh, I think it was D. Tracy though, who was uh, suggesting, like, talking about Metroids themselves, because you know we, we obviously talk about you know the Metroid franchise and the games, but actual the organisms, like, how we'd want to see them implemented in upcoming Metroid games, right? And how we'd like to see them worked into the gameplay experience, you know, how that like impl- how they would be Im- implemented and how that could be like evolved. Beyond what's been done in previous games, and I thought that was a pretty cool topic because we haven't really talked about actual Metroids at all on the show, I don't think. So I yeah. thought, yeah, we could delve into that.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was great, actually. Like a, and again, like you said, like I feel like we kind of briefly touched on it. And the more I was thinking about this question, the more I I was kind of surprised by my own answers here. Um, Rod, you are you're the guest on this week's show, so I'll I'll let you go first if you want. Um what I guess in general what is like your ideal use of metroids in a metroid game
2: To me like the most uh, the most memorable metroid moment was in the first Metroid Prime Um it was in like the 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 drifts lab right I think you experience one in you know it's in a vat and then it it breaks free and you fight it and it's very uh cinematic Right. You know, uh, exciting, scary moment, and then right after that, you get the thermal goggles, and all the lights turn out, and it becomes almost like a horror experience. Um, to me, that was the best way to use Metroids because Metroids are supposed to be scary and intimidating, and when you're put in a position where you're vulnerable, your like your senses are taken away, and everything is very dark that to me is when metroids are the most intimidating.
0: Yep, I agree. I when I was thinking about this question, like I almost feel like you have to answer it in two different ways. Like how should they be used in Metroid Prime 4 and how should they be used in the sequel to Metroid Fusion? Because I think that you can use them in different ways in those games. Yeah. But like in in general the answer to both, I feel like I like when you're fighting metroids, I feel like less is more and they they feel extremely scary when you see them like I've kind of I've kind of talked about before on the show how like you always have that moment when you're like when you're playing Super Metroid you go the whole game basically without seeing Metroids and you finally get to Torian and you're like oh my god there they are and then yeah. you play Metroid Fusion you go the whole game without seeing them and then you bust into the secret lab and you're like oh god like there's Metroids and it's a very like scary moment or like yeah like you said like when you're in Fendrana and you, you see the Metroids in there. And that was even kind of creepier because it was locked up in the little test tube. But you're like, you know, I know this guy's going to break free and cause some havoc. It's just a matter of when, not if. So I, I think that less is more with Metroids. I feel like you want to use them very sparingly and pick your spots. I don't really like when, when there's too many Metroids. Um, and I'll talk about... Like Samus returns, Return of Samus here in a bit, but yeah, I, I like using them in really key, impactful moments when it really matters to really sell the tension or the fear or the drama. Um, I don't, I don't like them as like kind of like your regular generic enemies in a game. I think that they should definitely be reserved for like, like the big moments, you know. Um, Deck, what do you, where do you fall on this? Well,
1: I. I definitely agree with Rod. I love when they show up in the Fendrano Drifts lab. And even expanding on that a little bit, I thought it was great how when the lights do go out and they start breaking out, how they're attacking both you and the pirates. So, you know, going into that area, you're directly uh, taking on the space pirates themselves. But then eventually you're fighting both the Metroids and the space pirates. The Metroids are fighting both of you. The pirates are fighting Metroids and you. And I thought that was great, because when they break out, they're a threat to everybody, right? They're not just, like you said, Andy, like a generic enemy. They become a threat that, you know, even the bad guys got to deal with. And I always thought that was really cool. I, w- I would love to see more of that in future games, where when the Metroids do show up, and I do agree that they should show up in a more limited fashion, but when they do show up, I want to see more of them being, like, such a threat, such a an issue, that even the bad guys of the particular story you're telling have to stop or have to address that just as much as you do i love that moment in that area in metroid prime and i think metroid prime is one of the best examples of, of implementing the metroids not only for that reason but also they are used pretty sparingly i love how they gave us not just regular metroids but a bunch of different or you know a few different uh, variations of metroids and obviously the metroid prime which i thought was so cool um i really love how it's not just like Metroid but they give us like really corrupted and variations of Metroids and how they can be really different and become even scarier forms and I want to see more of that too Uh, we didn't really get too much more of that in the rest of the Prime series but particularly Metroid Prime I think it was done really well because yeah you go through a bunch of the game you don't see them you don't really hear too much about them at all they're not really the main point of the game but when you do finally get to them they start getting worked more into the actual uh, story of it and obviously that part of Vendrona Drift is really exciting and scary and has that horror kind of feel to it um, I would love more of that where the Metroids are a threat to both sides and getting to see like more mutated versions of them too
2: I mean if you think about like Metroid the series it's it's based on alien right And like the first alien, like the one alien is a threat the entire movie and everybody is just trying to be afraid of this one alien. I feel like with Metroids, they should be the same way, like you said, sparingly. So it's like this one threat should be an issue the whole time.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you know, uh, I was going to say like kind of going back to how the Metroids are morphing and like uh, they have the different forms and stuff like that. I, when I was thinking about this question, I'm still not sure quite where I land on this, but, like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm actually as in love with that idea, because, like, again, like, I, I feel like the Metroid should be used sparingly, and, like, I think that they're very creepy for what they are, I don't think that, you know, there's an example in Metroid Prime 3, specifically, where, like, you fight the, uh, the Hatcher Metroid, and I was just like, this thing's kind of hokey, and, like... It, uh, to me, it, this could have just been like a regular monster that you had to fight. It didn't need to be a Metroid. Um, I, I think that some of the Metroid, you know, evolutions or, or morphs can be kind of cool. Like metric prime is obviously really wicked. Um, the fission Metroids were okay, but I like generally speaking, I think I, I think I liked it when it's like just kind of like the main form of Metroid, like the jellyfish Metroid that, that we know, you know what I mean?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I I think the jellyfish Metroid is good again sparingly, and I wish I hope they are just bigger in general. I always feel like they're a little small in the 2D games, so like they don't feel as much of a threat. Like when you're playing Metroid Prime and you go into Phendrana, it's like they're pretty big, like they're like a, a good portion of like Samus's weight, like height, you know. Like they're not just these things, and they come right in your face too, which I thought was also really cool. I, Metroid Prime like has that advantage of the. Perspective making Metroids that much more scarier, which I don't think the 2D Metroids uh, can really benefit from at all. Uh, that being said, I, I do like the the variations. I one thing I know we're gonna talk about Samus' turns later, but I like you know going into like the the Metroid family tree and like the evolutions and how they you know metamorphosize throughout their life or whatever. And then you have like the the Queen Metroid and all that. I would love to see more of that too. I, I kind of I dislike how that like family tree of metroids is pretty much kept to metroid 2 and samus returns and then you know fusion has the you know mega metroid which is even like another kind of offshoot and the other game we won't speak of which whatever um i w- i would love to see more of that as much as i like the regular jellyfish metroid there's so much more potential i think with going into the different kinds of Metroids and learning more about those and how those can be changed and modified and corrupted and all of that. I want to, I would love to see a queen Metroid or an Omega Metroid in a Metroid prime game. That'd be so sick. i just, I do love the regular jellyfish standard Metroids. I still think there's a ton of potential with the other ones too.
0: You know, I, I guess we might as well actually just, just talk about it. Now we can talk about the different evolutions and stuff for the Metroids. Um, I, I kind of take the opposite view. And, and again, I I don't mind the idea of like the Metroids morphing and stuff like that. I just like, I think that, you know, what's, what's symbolic. Like when, when I picture a Metroid, I picture the jellyfish Metroid, right? Like the creepy, scary thing that's in the glass tube. That's going to break out and, and, and attack you. And, and I mean, like even to your point, like it's super Metroid, those Metroids are huge. Like they're, they're very intimidating. They're very scary. So like that's what I think of when I think of Metroids. Um, are they? I, I thi- are they that oh, big they're... in Super
1: Metroid? Now I gotta oh, yeah, really look I, oh, I know yeah. the original like the baby Metroid gets really big. But... Oh
0: dude, these things are these things are pretty big. I'd I'd say they're at least about half. Uh, half. Oh, yeah, Samus I guess the they size. are pretty.
1: I guess it's just because like from the two D perspective, like playing it on my super nintendo or whatever it is like it doesn't feel that big but yeah when you actually look at it, they are almost the entire size of, of samus's body they're like up to samus's shoulders yeah they're actually pretty big i guess it's just that that kind of effect is lost on me in a 2d game because like from a 2d perspective i don't think it can ever be as scary as it could be in first person maybe that's just me but i like i know in 2d metroids oh i just gotta shoot at this ice beam or whatever at them and like okay like no big deal like even if they are big like they're just big targets whereas i feel like in metroid prime like they can get away from me a lot easier. They can, they're faster. I feel like, but again, that could just be the prime bias, of just my memory. But I never really felt like they were that big in Super Metroid. But now that I'm looking at it, they, they kind of are.
0: Uh, I, I mean, like I think you have a valid point where, like, they, it, it certainly is easier to, to stop them in Super Metroid versus Metroid Prime. they are definitely a lot more free, free flying, free flowing stuff like that. But, uh, like to me, like just the sheer size of them in Super Metroid makes them intimidating but so back to my point like when I think of a Metroid that's what I think of like these fast agile jellyfish life-sucking creatures that can zap the life out of you if they get a hold of you whereas like when they start to to metamorphize they just like to me they kind of just change into these monsters like these kind of I won't say generic monsters but it's just kind of like a you know it's a monster it's not like this Metroid that I picture in my head. And I I'm actually totally okay with like leaving the the Metroid Evolution on, you know, SR388. I kind of like the theory of uh, you know, the the Aeon of that planet is, is what caused them to metamorphize and that's why like we haven't really seen it anywhere else other than, you know, perhaps I guess on the on the fusion ship, the BSL, which is like you could say that that was maybe like engineered or or something like that. So, I I kind of like the idea that You know, that's kind of, um, it's kind of equatorial, I guess, to the planet. And that's why you haven't seen it anywhere else. I do think that, that fighting like an Omega Metroid would be pretty cool in a Prime game. That being said, um, but yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like, I feel like to me, I, they just kind of take away from the, the fear factor of like the original Metroids. They make them seem a little bit lesser than, which, which maybe isn't fair, but that's just kind of how I, I view them. Uh, Rod, what do, you, what do you think about this? I, I
2: agree with you. I think the the whole, you know, uh, Metroids evolving into different forms uh, was a gimmick that worked once, you know? And it was great to be able to replace Metroid 2 uh, on the 3DS when it happened, and it was cool to see those, you know, evolved creatures in 3D. But at the same time, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think I want to see that again. Um. I, I, is, there's like a novelty in seeing those things in like big 3D, like in a Metroid prime game, like you see Ridley or even like if, if they brought crate out, I feel like I'd be happy to see in 3D, you know, if, if they're just trotting out old enemies, it's cool to see them once in a big console like game. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think if they were to just take the normal Metroid enemies and make them, I don't know, tweak them a little bit where they still retain the same design, but they're more, I don't know, I think the problem with Metroids is we've seen them so often we kind of know what to expect at this point, and we know how to like fight them, right? In every Metroid game, it's like, you know what happens, you know what to do when a Metroid grabs onto you, you go into the morph ball, and then once you get the ice beam, they're trivial, because you just shoot them with ice, you shoot a missile at right. them, and they're gone. Um, I, I think if Metroids are going to be brought back, they need to, uh, I don't know, like, subvert those expectations, you know, be immune to ice or something to, you know, just keep, and keep players on their toes, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, you know, I thought that that was a really clever thing that Fusion did, actually, where, like, Samus has Metroid DNA so that, like, she can't use her ice beam. And that would have been really great to, like, fight metroids with because they are, you know, they they don't like ice and you can't use your ice beam so your biggest weapon against them is gone. But um like the idea wasn't really followed up on because you don't really fight metroids in that game. I mean, plus you get the ice missiles anyways, but like yeah, something like that I think would be would be really cool. Um you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't uh be upset if I saw like an you know, Omega Metroid in 3D. I think that'd be cool. Uh, I mean, you know, we named our podcast after him. I must, you know, must like him a little bit, but, um, I don't know. I, I think that I am ready to see like the Metroids. I, I just want them to go back to the basics and make them a little bit, a little bit scarier, a little bit more impactful when you see them. Samus returns is fantastic. But the problem with that game is it's just like, you know, by the, by the nature and by the design of that game, it's Metroid overload. You've got 40 Metroids that you need to destroy and it kind of makes, like, the regular Metroids just seem like these little these little baby monsters um, that are obviously nothing compared to their later evolutions. So it's tougher to go back and say that, like, no, actually, these Metroids are really scary when you have, like, Omegas and, and Betas and all the other, you know, evolutions uh, walking around the place.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's why, I mean... You guys want to see more of, like, a different way of, like, interacting with Metroids and make them a little more powerful or scary. I feel like that's a great opportunity to go into the, you know, the evolutions of the Metroids. Because I feel like you could never really make the actual, like, original Metroid larva, like, that base stage, like, a true threat or scary anymore. Because, you know, like Rod said, we've seen them so many times. But we really haven't seen, outside of the first two, you know, Metroid 2 and its remake, the other Metroid forms very much at all. I think you could still do a ton with those. Like, an Omega Metroid, like you said, in a 3D Prime, I think would be so sick. I would be. I think it would be awesome to, like, have Metroids that are, like, evolving over the course of the game. And you know that every stage of the evolution, they get stronger and scarier. And maybe they rework them a little bit so they're not, like, some of them aren't as dopey looking. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, some of them are kind of dope. Like, that that will give you. Hey, a, I, you know, I'll, that, I'll you know that's that. what
0: they did with Ridley,
1: right? Well, no, I don't. That, that's different. That's different. See, like these, these forms already exist. They can tweak that a little bit. But like, I think yeah, it'd be yeah. really cool to go through a game where like you have some Metroids that you're encountering. And like, oh, it's not so hard to deal with the base Metroids. Blah blah. I've done this before. But then like you run into them again, or they're evolving, or like even seeing a Metroid evolve would like should strike fear into you. Like, oh crap, this next form gonna be even stronger. But I think the end game, at least for me, is I really would love to see an Omega Metroid in a three D like a three D Metroid game. The Omega Metroid fight in Fusion, I think, still had so much potential. I think it's a cool fight, but it's a limited one, and it does come at the end of the game. and has some other stuff going on. Um, but I would love to see more of those forms, because that's a great opportunity to make Metroid scarier, right? Like, just seeing a baby Metroid, or a Metroid larva, or the base Metroid, whatever, shouldn't necessarily scarier because you see that. It should scarier because you know what's to come later. Like, oh, the forms are going to be much scarier, much stronger. And Samus Returns didn't really help that, because like you said, like, yeah, there's like 40 of them eventually they become kind of like cannon fodder, even the other uh, evolutions. But I think they could they could do it a little differently in like a, a Fusion sequel. I don't know how that would work story-wise, but like a Prime game, where those, those can be a lot scarier threats that can make them look a little more menacing and a little less uh, funny-looking. At least like the... I'm trying to remember, like the Gamma Metroid looks kind of funny-looking... But like, you know, like the Alpha Metroid looks kind of funny looking, but they could do some, they could rework them, I think, a little bit to make them a lot scarier, a lot stronger foes, rather than like having to recycle the base form over and over again. Because a- as much as I like the base form Metroid, it's cool, it's iconic, I mean, it's it's the literal Metroid. I don't think we, you know, like I said earlier, I don't think we can never really go back to those being a genuine scary threat anymore unless they like entirely reworked how they were fought and then they kind of wouldn't even really be the metroids we know anymore whereas we have some of these forms that have kind of been barely used and could really be fleshed out and i would love to learn more about them too and how they work and all of that which i still think there's a lot of room to grow but again i really want to fight that omega metroid in, in first person
0: yeah like i i totally get what you're saying and i i don't actually really necessarily disagree i guess um, I guess I would just rather them find a way to make the Metroids we know different and scary, rather than going back to those evolutions. It, maybe it's the fact that, like, the the Metroid, like, the, the jellyfish Metroids, they suck the life out of you, which is, like, kind of mysterious and creepy, and, like, the Omegas and the other things, like, they just kind of beat the tar out of you when you fight them. Like, they just hit you with their claws and stuff like that, so it, it just, I don't know, it just gives that, like, monster kind of vibe to me. But, like, I, I actually agree with what you're saying entirely, like, I think that they they need to do something different with the actual Metroids, which I have an idea for that... Uh, I don't know if you guys are going to like this or not, but I, I do have an idea about how they could maybe do this maybe in, um, in Hit the sequels. Me with it. Well, it, maybe. That wouldn't that would be the worst thing in the world. <laughs>
1: all right, what do all you
0: right, got? so Okay, so going back to the beginning here, I kind of said that, like, all right, so... This is really a two-part question. Like, what do you want to see done with Metroids in Metroid Prime 4? What do you want to see done with Metroids in Metroid 5? So, in Metroid Prime 4, I think think that, you know, assuming that this is going to take place before Samus returns, which, I mean, we really have no idea when it's going to take place. This is probably a big assumption, but just hypothetically, if this is going to kind of continue on after Hunters, after Federation Force, etc., and we're going to assume that silex is going to be a big part of the story i think that it only makes sense to have silex like basically kind of breed a type of rogue metroid from the metroid egg that he stole in federation force um that will retroactively make federation force a better game because at least it will have like some implication or like some impact on the overall metroid canon it might make people i don't know forgive it a little bit more or look back on it more fondly so i think that that's one reason but you know, it, it would be cool if, like, you could see Silex take, you know, this baby Metroid egg, and perhaps what he does is he kind of fuses it with, uh, uh... What's his weapon deck? The shock coil? Uh, yeah. So maybe maybe these Metroids kind of have some, like, shock coil kind of energy or, like, abilities or something like that. So they're they're the Metroids we know, but they're a little bit different, and they maybe they're more electrical-based. Um, They could respond to silex i think that that might be okay um you know there there could probably be like your regular old metroids as well um you know again assuming that samus returns hasn't happened yet we could you know it, it's it's probable that there's still sections of the space pirates out there that have metroids that are still doing their tests on them so we could we could kind of see that but i think that the role that they'll play in prime four is probably very specifically tied to silex and him stealing that that egg in Federation Force, so I, I think that that one is the more obvious and straightforward answer. Um, but I, I like, what do you guys, what do you guys think about that? That sounds probably pretty safe.
2: I I would I would like that. I think honestly, anything to diversify the Metroids. To be honest, like you mentioned, electrical based. Like if we had like elemental <laughs> Metroids, I I think that would be mm. pretty cool. Um, at the very least, it would like. I don't know, like, make use of Samus's wide arsenal. You know,
1: like, that's I fair. was, I was thinking you could, like, you know how the Metroids have like their two or like their their teeth, kind of like the, I don't know what you would call their mandibles. You know, oh, and like yeah, that's they're the like word. and they're like generating electric shocks from those and like sh- like arranged attacking Metroid. That'd be sick.
2: Yeah,
1: I. Yeah, I, I like that. I really like that idea. That'd be really cool, because instead of just, like, shoehorning Metroids in, they would have, like, a specific plot purpose. And certainly, if Silex is aware enough to, like, steal Federation tech and kind of have some kind of knowledge of the inner workings of the Federation to some degree to be able to do that, certainly has to know that they, like, do experimentation and stuff with Metroids as well. And I think you would have an interest in that, too. How cool would it be? If, like, Silex literally had, like, that specific Metroid, like, following him around, and, like, you get into, like, a boss battle yeah. with Silex, and like, a huge baby Metroid flies in and is, like, supporting Silix, and now you're like, oh, wow, look at this parallel. Samus had, like, the baby Metroid following him around, and now Silex has, like, not an evil Metroid, because it wouldn't, you know, it's just a creature, but, you know, like, Silex has Metroid, kind of, and it has that kind of, like, full circle-ish kind of thing to it, and, like, like the baby... But Samus has to like shoot it and whatnot and actually fight back. And maybe that would evolve into other Metroid forms that like Silex could be experimenting on and giving different uh, you know modifications to. I love that idea. I think that'd be really cool. And again, yeah, that would tie into Federation Force and actually make that matter. So I like I like that idea. I think Silex, like, specifically toying with Metroids, like maybe we could maybe that's how the Metroid evolutions are tweaked a little bit, right? Like Silex, like specifically modifies like the evolutions of the Metroids so they're scarier and have like ranged attacks and evolve quicker and you have this crazy like Silex Omega Metroid you fight that'd be bad and and that baby Metroid would do
2: would potentially do to you what Samus's baby Metroid did to Mother Brain
0: yeah oh, oh, I love that it's it's too bad that the baby Metroid is no more because then you could have had Metroid and her baby versus Silex so that that kind of begs the next question of like opportunity is Silex working alone, or is he working with with somebody? Because like we're assuming that it takes like a pretty, you know, a pretty clever chap in order to genetically engineer this Metroid egg or whatever. So that that could be uh, a question that is explored. Like, is he working by himself? Is he a bad guy? Does he have his own agenda? So I, I think that you could actually base the entirety of Prime Four around that that missing Metroid egg, and like you could actually also do another thing plot wise with Metroid as well. You could potentially, because we know that all the Metroids are going to be wiped out in Samus Returns, and that perhaps all the remaining Metroids are going to be wiped out in the BSL. So at this point, we, you know, as, as far as we know, there's no Metroids left. So if you tell the story of Silex kind of breeding these different kinds of Metroids in Metroid Prime 4, maybe this is like a standalone kind of story and can explain like, you know what, all the Metroids are not gone. There's actually... This type of Metroid over here, it's different, it evolves differently, it's got these elemental properties to it, and just when you thought you were out, we're pulling you back in.
2: Yeah, I like that. I
1: think that's a cool idea. I like that. I I
2: do, there's one thing about Metroid Prime 4 and Metroids that I want to bring up. Um, To me, the Metroid Prime games have, like, low-key been, they, they revolve around the legacy of Metroid Prime, the being, Right? So, you have Metroid Prime, the final boss of the first game, who then becomes Dark Samus into the second and third games. Like, I feel like if you're going to name a game Metroid Prime 4, like, it has to consider the legacy of that being, right? I don't know. I I don't know how they're going to bring that back if they choose to do that. You know what I mean?
0: You know what? I I actually... I don't think that they're going to bring that being back at all. I I think... I think that by Nintendo calling this game Metroid Prime 4, what they're really saying is like, this is a Metroid Prime game, a.k.a. it's a first-person game where, you know, it's going to play like Metroid Prime, Metroid <laughs> Prime 1, 2. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that I, I think that that's more like the, a branding thing rather than like some kind of hint that we're going to get, you know, Metroid... or Dark Samus or Metroid Prime the being back into the game. But, I mean, like, crazier things have happened. But you know what? I actually, I'm okay with that because I think that Metroid is a series that does like really good villain story arcs. Cause like you have the prime games, which give, you know, dark Samus her, her story arc from the beginning to end. You have the original trilogy, which has, you know, that gives mother brain and the space pirates a, a start and end. Um, I, I think that the Metroid is good with that. And I, I think that dark yeah. Samus got a good off. I, yeah,
1: I do think that like, well, I agree with you, Andy. I do think they called it Metroid prime four. Because like they want people to know that it's another Metroid Prime game, um, and not necessarily involving literally Metroid Prime or Dark Samus. I do think it'll continue the story most likely of Prime Three and, and the other games. But I think it would be yeah. really cool going off Rod's idea is, maybe uh, Silex is breeding or got that Metroid organism or you know egg in the first place to cr- to recreate Metroid Prime. Right. So maybe he wanted to re- maybe he wants to recreate Metroid Prime. And then fuse with it, like Samus' suit did, to, like, become a new powerful being of some sort. That's, like, a new Silex Prime or something, right? Like, and he's trying... But he, like, fails. Like, it doesn't end up, like, working that way, you know, and not actually... Or maybe it does, but I think that'd be really cool. Like, that's that could lend to that, like, you know, continuing the legacy of Metroid Prime, where you have... Silix trying to recreate it and trying to maybe even fuse with the being at the end, and that doesn't end up working. But you still get shades of that, you know, original storyline and, and the original Metroid Prime, and then Dark Samus coming to power and all that, and kind of work those elements in without it going the same yeah, way. I love I, that. I really like that. I, I, That'd I think... be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is, like that imagine is fighting cool. like a Silex Prime at the end, which is like this like crazy like Dark Samus Prime-ish Silix fusion almost, and fighting that, and then like it's kind of maybe like. I don't know, malformed or doesn't go all the way, and like that's where your means to like damage it and all that. I think that'd be really cool because I think that would kind of again tie into like the previous Prime stuff. It would work in Silex modifying the Metroids. Like maybe his initial plan was that all along, but like he initially just had to like work on. Uh, you know, evolving the Metroids from, like, states to stage until it was, like, ready. And you're like, oh, you think that, like, Silex just wants this really powerful Metroid with him this whole time, or he wants to breed more of them, but in actuality his plan is to, like, merge with it or some crazy something like that. I think that'd be really cool. I like that idea, too. I think it is important if you are going to have a Metroid Prime game. Maybe not necessarily, like, super necessary, but I do think it's a cool idea to still, you know, have those callbacks and tie it into the previous games, even if it isn't, like necessarily directly involving dark samus or Metroid Prime or phase whatever it is still having those connections yeah like just cast the game in the, like game the, game really cool in the shadow of Metroid
2: it. Prime without necessarily using that yes. creature
1: yeah I agree with that like you get you kind of still get those elements those like the shades of the original Metroid Prime there but like in a new way I I really like that idea
0: I, I think that's a wicked idea Actually, I I think that's fantastic. The the only thing I don't love about it is, like, I just, I have it in my head that Silex is gonna, he's gonna pull kind of, like, the face turn. Like, I think he's gonna be Samus's friend at the end.
1: I I don't know why I think that. You want them to be friends so badly. I want them to be friends. I want Silex to die in Prime 4. Like, I want him to live and die in that game. I want to see the whole story. And how cool would it be if you literally kill, like... Silex yeah. Prime at the end of it but I, I can see if what he's gonna saying. die well, let Prime exactly. what happens I, if he accidentally really cool.
2: creates a dark Silex just like there's a dark Samus and that becomes the bad guy mm. and there is a face turn for the original Silex but you know now you've got another villain who could, who knows probably. maybe he gets stabbed and has like a dying Samus's arm moment
1: <laughs> or like Silex yeah. sacrifices himself to stop dark Silex Prime so like you, you kill both of them so you don't have to worry about that in Samus' turns Okay, yeah. so everybody's
0: happy here. So There we go. Now we're on to something. There we go. Okay, <laughs> I want to give you two scenarios about how I think that Metroids should be used in Metroid 5. And tell me what you think. Um, and this is different from, I think, when I pitched my Metroid 5 idea, there weren't even Metroids in this game, right? So th- this is just, this is something different that uh, yeah. I kind of cooked up. So two possible scenarios here. I think that just because we saw the Metroids destroyed on the BSL ship, to me, uh, whenever I see people be like, that's the end of the Metroids, there are no more. In, in my mind, I'm just like, "That's that seems foolish to me. Like, if the F- Galactic Federation is breeding Metroids, they probably have more than one space station with Metroids. So, one thing that you could do, one direction you could go, is you could actually revisit the Samus Returns premise, find, like, a like another breeding station and hunt them down systematically. I think that that might be, it's not an impossibility. I don't think I, I didn't actually necessarily love that idea because I feel like, I feel like now we, we, in a strange way, like we've gotten to know the Metroids a little bit better and it seems like very genocidal what Samus did in Samus returns. So I don't know that that would be the best fitting story now, but I, I I don't know. I could maybe see that being a direction potentially. Maybe not an entire game based around it, but like, okay, you need to go to this breeding station and, you know, eliminate these 10 Metroids or whatever that the Federation is, is breeding. Like
2: I said earlier, I think the hunting down yeah. Metroids just to hunt them down is kind of a gimmick that's already been done. I don't know if I, – I don't know. Like, I, I like the idea, but at the same time, it's like, we've done that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there because we've already taken down a space station that was – a breeding ground for metroids i guess it really does depend what they do with the story you know like how you really look at it mm-hmm. like i'm i'm pretty certain it's going to be directly samus vs. federation um and honestly you know even when we're thinking back to our you know metroid five pitches i don't even think in my story metroids were really a prevalent part of it at all except where you know you go into like that part of the planet with chozo the chozo doing like those experimentations that's that i would be interested in. again you know, some new ideas of, like, modifying and experimenting the Metroids, with maybe in a Metroid 5 scenario, that coming from the Chozo. Um, I'm not sure how they would do in terms of the Federation, because, yeah, it would kind of feel like old hat kind of recycled. Um, I think Metroid Prime 4 might actually have a little more leeway or, like, flexibility with dealing with Metroid, because we really have no idea how that story could go. And as long as it makes sense in terms of, like, leading into Samus Returns, or at least not con- contradicting it, it's probably going to be fine. Whereas, like Metroid Five, at least in my head, I see a pretty like it has to specifically end the main story, and that can be done with or without Metroids, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, that one's a little tougher. I I'm not crazy over going after like hunting Metroids kind of thing, but I would like to see like maybe the Me- the Federation has even crazier ideas for experimenting on the Metroids, more bio ideas. What I would really like to see, and this goes back to what you were saying with like oh the metroids are done for sure like you know they've been eliminated i don't think that's true and i don't think the the x are gone either 100 percent the x are still around as far as i'm concerned or at least the, there's a very solid chance that all the x weren't obliterated in some kind of way or they're also being bred somehow somewhere somewhere else i would love to see if they could somehow mix metroids and x parasites together in the in a fusion sequel and, oh, but then the Metroids just eat them. Well, that's what I'm saying is I don't know how that would work exactly, but like there must be a way for like them, like the properties of X parasites given to Metroids, or the properties of Metroids given to X parasites, something that, or like a, a more gelatinous form or shape-shifting form of a Metroid, something like that, like the Federation or the Chozo, the Dark Chozo, whoever come up with. Um, I think that's probably where I'd like to see it go, because I don't think either of those two. Species are necessarily done for good at the end of fusion, but I I, right. I agree with Rod. I don't want to necessarily see like okay, there are Metroids. We gotta get rid of them. That's fine. I'd love to see them spun into a new threat. But again, at least as far as I'm concerned, for Metroid Prime or Metroid Five, that is the main threat is the Federation itself. So I think it would have to come down to how they would probably implement the Metroids, or maybe maybe Samus herself starts doing some kind of crazy bio weapon stuff with the Metroids. That one's a little more. That's that's a tougher one than Metroid Prime Four. I feel like we 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 solved Metroid gotta, Prime like, Four pretty quickly, but Metroid yeah. Five let me give six, you my so second pitch. Five, whatever.
0: Because I I was actually with you guys. I thought of that idea, and I was like, I I could maybe see it happening, but I don't really love it either. Like, you've kind of been there, done that. Um, so what's like, what's a spin that we could do on that? So I was I was thinking, and this might be, not even be a Metroid Five idea. Maybe this is a Metroid Six idea, right. if that ever if that ever happens. But like, so what if. Okay, what if in Metroid... In, in a 2D Metroid game, we finally get the payoff for the Dark Chozo that we saw in the the memories of Samus Returns. Now, let's just assume that the Federation, it did in fact have different breeding facilities or different breeding spaceships or whatever. They've got all these Metroids and let's assume that this Dark Chozo guy is very evil. He's bent on, you know, galactic conquering or, or whatever... So we know that the dark Chozo or we know that the Chozo in general have the ability to create metroids. So one thing that I think that they could do which would simultaneously make the the standard metroids a little bit more scary is have this dark Chozo create like dark metroids like and not just one or two like I'm talking he has an army of them like enough to to take over the entire galaxy. And like I was kind of saying before, we saw we saw a little bit of the Metroid face turn and, you know, we've seen it in Metroid two and Samus returns and super Metroid, Uh, even in Metroid fusion. They kind of come and save your bacon at the end with the SAX. What if this time we just went like full bore, the Metroids can be controlled. The Metroids are fighting for good. Instead of destroying the Metroids, Samus takes the Metroids from this galactic breeding station. And like it's on Samus and her army of Metroids versus the Dark Chozo and the Dark Metroids. I think that that could actually be pretty cool. You could have like this wicked battle of Samus versus the the Dark Chozo. You've got Metroids clashing everywhere around you. It'd be super cinematic. I think it would be a very different way to use Metroids because, like, you know, we we've been told, and it's been implied that we can use and harness their powers for good, but we haven't we haven't played that concept out yet in a really really meaningful way. And I think that maybe this could be. This could be like sounds that. Like you I don't play know. I mean, a
1: lot what do you Pikmin, What do you think friend? of
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Purple pigment for the wind? dude.
2: I'm I'm down, man. <laughs> I'd love to control a Metroid. Like, just you know, send it out. I don't know. Send it over to enemies, take their power. That's the, maybe that's the only way to get energy tanks. Who knows? But that, that sounds like a lot of fun to me.
0: I, I don't even mean controlling the Metroid necessarily. Just the like you could control Samus and like I don't know maybe maybe you do something and like you release all these metroids and they they come out at like the key time to to fend off the the dark metroids so that you have an opportunity to take down the dark chozo i don't know i, I think that that could be like pretty cool if executed correctly
1: Hmm. so i'm going to i'm going to hit you with the bam i don't know with that one um i think i think the idea of controlling metroids is cool like if you get to send out metroids to attack for you i think that'd be sick i like that idea But the the concept of a dark Metroid feels kind of weird to me. Because Metroids aren't inherently bad or good, you know? Like, they're just creatures, right? Like, they don't... They just try to survive. So, like, in Metroid 2, it's not really because the baby Metroid was good. It's because it thought Samus was its mother, right? In Fusion, the S.A.X. isn't really protecting Samus. It's attacking what it thinks is the biggest threat at the moment, which is the Omega Metroid. And then it gets bodied, and, and Samus is like, oh, sweet. Like, look at this opportunity. I can totally absorb this um so like the concept of like a dark metroid implies that metroids can be fundamentally good or evil where i don't think they can they're just creatures They're just an animal right like they're not necessarily good or evil they don't really have morals or anything they just try to survive hold on let me let me counter that really quick okay
0: that and like uh, you. i mean you're you're right i agree with you um but like let's just say that like for our storytelling purposes there's like maybe because you know how there was aeon on uh, SR388, Mm -hmm. perhaps, you know, this dark Chozo has kind of created like a, a different version of that. Mm I mean, like, honestly, something along the lines of Phazon, where it can kind of mutate and corrupt uh, whatever species it touches and make them, like, more aggressive or something. And I'm not saying bring back Phazon. Yeah. But like, yeah, like some kind of story, like some kind of story thing that could make these Metroids, which are not inherently evil, into more
1: aggressive and more like yeah uh, yeah that that's that's different and i that i can see working more um i think a big theme of metroid that we've seen throughout the franchise that metroids ultimately can't be controlled right like that's kind of the thing right like no matter how you kind of use them it always backfires they're stronger than you think they mutate wilder than you think etc and i think that still has to be a, a core part of whatever metroid game happens like even if some character gets control of Metroid somehow, or even if Samus does, I think at the end of the day they still need to be, to a degree, uncontrollable, or eventually they reach a level where they cannot be controlled. And like, I would love to see that. Like, maybe they're like in Metroid Five or Six, yeah. Like you have Metroids that maybe Samus could control somehow, because of some pheromones, I don't know boy. biological thing, right? And then you have, yeah, pheromones, right? There we go, perfect. Or and then you have the Dark Troza who have this other method of controlling me- Metroids. But at the end of the game or something eventually all the metroids would be uncontrollable like they'd have to get to some point where they aren't a weapon they they aren't directly controlled because I think that's still a pretty big theme of metroid that should stay intact um but I like that I like the idea of having like metroids controlled or in some kind of way because that's like something we've seen before but like actually using them in warfare like and really seeing that I think is a really cool idea I would like to see that I had another thing that I was going to say but I'm forgetting but um
0: uh, here what what you just said and you guys are gonna poop all over this
1: but what you just said kind of actually
0: reminded me of like jurassic world where like you have these dinosaurs yeah. and like you know you can't control them you know they're gonna break free but you can maybe make a bond with one of them yeah uh like chris like wh- whatever his name does with uh uh the the raptor in that movie yeah i can't believe i forget uh, what his name is chris but, evans uh, it's escaping
1: me oh wait wait you're talking no, about chris no. pratt
0: yeah chris yeah, pratt yeah, yeah, there yeah. we go thank you uh yeah i don't know that it, it, what you said just kind of reminded me of like Jurassic Park when they're like, you know, they can't be controlled. They will find a way. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of a neat I, you analogy, talk about
2: Jurassic Park and, and then the, the previous idea. I, I'm like thinking about all of the best movies where it's like about the hubris of man and, you know, trying to control science. And yeah. but you can't, you know, um, and I, I, I think of like a bunch of zombie movies where people like try to harness, I don't know, like a strand of you know genetic modification whatever it is and somehow it backfires and now you know the world's just messed up completely um and this is just an off-the-wall idea but it's like if if the federation whoever thinks oh yeah we can control metroids they're on our side now to a point it backfires now everyone's a metroid (laughs) i want metroids that will corrupt people and turn them into metroids
1: (laughs) that's thank you that's what i was gonna say oh that'd be cool that's what i was Yo. Thank you. You reminded me. I thought that would be cool, too. Like some kind of human Metroid hybrid or some kind of Metroid influenced human or something like that. Along the lines of what Rod's saying. I the thought threat is no longer
2: really Metroids are cool. just going to eat um, you and take your life force. It's like, no, the Metroids will make you become them.
1: Or, like, maybe, like, mean, a Metroid, like, like sticks to him. Yeah. Like, instead yeah. of just absor- like, absorbing its energy, it just, oh, like, yeah, starts yeah, controlling yeah. Like, like the thing, like whatever. Like, the fungus it, from Last you know, of Us or something. That, like that's Paris. cool, because you can lean yeah. into the body horror That'd aspect be cool. of it as well. I like that.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I think that, in closing, I think that the best way, for me, I think that the best way to utilize Metroids in any game is to have them build up, like, a new villain. And I, I think that that... You know, we all we all like fighting off against Metroids, but I think that they work best when they're building up, like, either Mother Brain or they're mm-hmm. building up Metroid Prime, Dark Samus. Um, I think that if you used the Metroids to build up Silex and whatever kind of, yep. you know, weird monster mutation happens there, build up the Dark Chozo or, or perhaps even the Federation, uh, I, I feel like they can be really effective in that role um, and, and really kind of, like, they they can really make like a new villain because like we said, Metroids are so hard to control. And like, if you see somebody either a controlling them, that makes them look really powerful, powerful, or like B, if you see them kind of, you know, doing something where you're like, Oh my God, you're never going to be able to control this. And you're going to unleash these Metroids everywhere. And it's going to be a disaster. That also just really makes you hate that villain because you're like, you're an idiot. So I, I think that the Metroids in, at this stage in the Metroid franchise can be used to kind of build up the, the foes and the opponents that samus will Absolutely. ultimately have to take down
1: yeah definitely agreed there
0: so yeah um yeah i think we came up with some pretty good stuff here once again i feel like nintendo should be listening to this podcast taking our ideas <laughs> and making Iris them retro. into a reality
1: uh, one yeah, I one day it. one day when we have control over the metroid franchise we could finally make the games, and Nintendo's like, "All right, there hasn't been a Metro game in thirty years. Here you go," <laughs> because Metro <laughs> Prime Four never came out, and neither did the Fusion. I'm like, "All right, uh, let's do it."
0: You know what, uh, Rod? Let me before we sign off here. Let me get your opinion. Actually, give us a percentage on how likely you think this this is. Dak and I were kind of talking a couple weeks ago about this. I think uh, that uh, it's it's fairly likely that with a new let's call it like the the Uh switch pro coming out like one that can operate 4k whatever. I I feel like it's not the most unrealistic thing to say like, you know, we have this launch game for our switch pro called Metroid prime four, which looks gorgeous. Metroid prime games have always been, you know, graphically impressive. I feel like that could be like a big thing. And I I feel like that would be a shot in the arm that Metroid prime four needs. Um, to kind of give it that. Well if that the rumors buzz, that guess, uh, if the rumors percentage. that the
2: Switch Pro are coming out next year, uh I, I would I would say that really depends on uh Metro Prime four's uh I don't know r- schedule. I, I don't know. I, I still feel like just based on the, the the murmurings that are coming out of that studio, it's like I, I don't know man. I don't think that game's coming out next year. <laughs> hmm.
1: I'm kind of with you there. I, I wish that Metroid Prime 4 is coming out next year. I think we'll maybe see some yeah. gameplay maybe next year. Um, yeah, knock on wood. I, you know, and, and to go on this launch of a Switch Pro, part of me, like, wishes, like, oh, I wish it would just out by now because everyone has a Switch, you know? Like, I wish it was just out, like, and not, like, in the, you know, later parts of the console's life cycle and all that. And then the Switch Pro comes out, like, do you think the Switch Pro is going to sell as much as the base Switch model will? I don't think it will. A lot of people just won't upgrade, or they already have a Switch, don't feel like they need to. Um, but would it well,
0: be... I, I'm not talking, like, this would only work on the Switch Pro, but maybe, like, they're just like, you know, this is the game that really shows if you want to get the, the most Switch
1: out of this oh, okay, game, okay. you got to get a yeah, Switch if, if, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Okay, then I'm with you. If it was only for the Switch Pro, that I'd be hesitant, because oh. I'd be like, wow, God, that that be, pl- that'd be horrible. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But if it was uh, optimized for the Switch Pro, and it was like the Switch Pro launch tile, like, oh, this is what the Switch Pro does, and this is the game you need, because this is the game that's going to benefit the most from it. And look at all this cool, blah, 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 stuff. HD, ray tracing, all that cool stuff. Um, yes, then I'm totally with that. But, uh, I'm with Rod here. Like, if the Switch Pro is rumored to come out next year, I <laughs> Metroid Prime 4 isn't, bro. <laughs> it just isn't. As much as I love it to be, I think, you know, if anything, the Switch Pro might already be around for a year or two, if not more, but by the time we get Metroid Prime Pro, or whatever it is, which sucks, but, uh, you know, I think that's the reality, especially now with COVID, I think that's yeah. the reality we're living in.
0: Well, the reality that you listeners are living in is you just listened to a fantastic show all about Metroids. Uh, Rod, thank you so much for, for joining us this week. It felt, I remember talking about this months and months and months they ago, so i glad me. that we finally got you on. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get you back on. Um, and yeah, Dak, are you up to anything special for the rest of this week?
1: Well, as I said, I've been playing uh, Paper Mario on on stream. I'm streaming on uh, Twitch every day. I think the next game, obviously, I play, you know, like Halo and Valorant pretty often. But I'm going to be tackling Super Metroid uh, pretty soon. Yes. Yes. We're going to be playing Super Metroid very soon. I've had some requests for Super Metroid. Uh, I'm getting my Elgato uh, capture card back. So I'll probably run it right off my Switch off of uh, Switch Online so i'm looking forward to getting into that as much as i wanted to play metroid fusion first i was actually considering playing um am2r first i figured you know what i've gotten some requests for super metro i know people you know that's obviously that's a that's a pretty popular game i think some people like it here and there so i figured why not play some super metroid and yeah i'm just looking i'm waiting for another uh you know what honestly i was going to say this week feels weird because this is the first week i think in the past few months where we haven't had like any nintendo direct rumors it almost feels like a, a an empty week, and a shallow week, without getting some Nintendo Direct or Metroid Prime Trilogy rumors. So I'm kind of hoping, as much as we hate those, now that we don't have yeah, them... Nintendo will like, oh,
2: drop a trailer at 7 a.m. tomorrow, probably. Like they always do.
1: Well, that's actually before we go. I want to ask you guys this. Do you guys think that Metroid Prime Trilogy gets dropped out of nowhere before There's the end chance. of this year for the Switch?
0: Uh, I wouldn't say it's impossible. I, I think that that could potentially slot into the december spot i saw that uh, stealth was saying on twitter that he thinks that bravely default 2 could hmm. go into that slot which i could totally see as well um yeah i don't know i mean i i don't think it's a possible for sure i think that uh that's exactly the kind of game that it would just be like oh by the way here's this trailer it's coming out in like three weeks i don't uh, even think they'd
1: do that i think they'd just be like oh hey this is available right right now <laughs> i mean uh
0: so mario all-stars is out on friday and oh, that was sorry, announced man. what like like last week yeah that was or like two
1: weeks ago two weeks yeah i think it was a, a two-week window i think they're giving us
0: yeah so i mean that's that's got to be the shortest one by far except like everything though. else has had yeah and i mean that was also rumored for like forever that's but, true yeah uh,
1: i think we were talking about that last episode where like oh they kind of just dropped it without like too much build but at the same time like the length of time that it was rumored was almost like the, the the rumor that it was supposed to be announced in
2: E3 anyway, like two months ago.
1: Yeah. Also true. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I I don't think that it's impossible. I I feel like this, I feel like prime trilogy is going to be shadow dropped at some point in the next like calendar year. So like if, if prime trilogy is not out by September the 14th, 2021, then i i don't know i will stream metroid other m and i don't know i'll just stream that that's punishment <laughs> enough but uh, anyways that's uh that's gonna do it for us we are going to get out of here uh thank you guys for the questions we love when you guys uh submit questions so you know if you have an interesting show topic that you want to see us cover um ask away because i think we've proven that we can take a question and run with it so we'll give you some good answers um check us out over on twitter we are at Omega Metroid Pod. Uh, I am at Spateri316. Dak is at Dak City underscore and Rod is at Rod the Master. Of course, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, everywhere you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. Tell a Metroid fan in your life where they can get their Metroid fix. And uh, tell them where to go on the build to Metroid Prime 4. Until next week, guys. We will see you then. Thank you.